Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take. Welcome back to the first team. I am Joe DeLeon and joining me as always, my two co-hosts, Matt Sims, former NFL and college QB, also founder of the Sims Complete QB and host of the Sims Complete podcast with his dad, Phil Sims. And then, of course, we've got Ryan Roberts, who is less exciting uh, Irish breakdown recruiting analyst, NFL (laughs) draft analyst. Today we're going to be doing, we did a few weeks ago, a Los Angeles Rams offseason NFL draft preview. We're doing that with the Chicago Bears, and we're going to be doing a, a bunch of these as the NFL draft is not too far away, and free agency is going to be coming up very, very soon. Today, the Chicago Bears, a team that holds the first overall pick, the ninth overall pick, they're in a quandary. What do they do at quarterback? What do they do with all these other picks so they can position themselves to compete and win in the NFC North? And on that note, guys, I want to start us off with the important conversation that needs to be had that I think we're all on the same page of. What do they do with their quarterback situation? Do they decide to move on from Justin Fields? Do they draft Caleb Williams? Do they trade out of the pick? Matt, I want to go to you first here because you're the resident quarterback expert. What do you think is the smartest move for the Bears in the situation? Well, thank you for calling me an expert. That's the first time in my life that everyone's ever used that word in describing <laughs> me. And to uh, answer your question as best as I possibly can, I was not a believer in Justin Fields. I highly doubted him as a high-ranking, high-profile prospect coming out. I just didn't see you know, uh, the quote-unquote intangibles that everyone talks about, all these different things. I didn't think that he was as pure of a thrower as I thought he needed to be uh, to be successful in the NFL. Early on, I was like, yep, told you so. Now, this last year, I really do believe that he has turned the corner. I do believe that he has become a better football thrower. I believe that he has gotten more accurate. He's been able to push the football down the field like we expect him to do more consistently. But he's also shown that he's become more accurate in that intermediate and that touch-throwing aspect that I feel like every great quarterback that needs to do in the NFL. So I think Justin Fields is blossoming in the right direction for the Chicago Bears. Stick with Justin Fields establish some sort of contract with him that keeps you team friendly because he hasn't obviously done enough to really show that he is the future of the franchise for the next 10 years like a Patrick Mahomes has done. Mm. Sign him to a team friendly deal. Understand that you are trying to build the team around him. Let him know that, that you are trying to get players in free agency to build around him. Stick with Justin Fields. Don't go for Caleb Williams and continue on the track that you're on right now with the Chicago Bears and building around Justin Fields? Well, this is the million-dollar or the $40 million question is in it, right? Whether you're going to stick with Justin Fields or you're going to move to the next stage of a potential rebrand, rebirth. I I don't know what the correct terminology would be. Mm. And I think that, look, this is my opinion on the whole situation and it's been for a while. And Joe, I know we've especially have talked about it for a bit. I believe with where the Bears roster is, and we'll get into obviously some of the needs during this podcast, I just firmly don't believe 
that even if Justin Fields does become that guy, which I agree with you, Matt, in the sense of I do think he's shown a lot of improvements over the last couple of years, and I think that he is trending in a better direction. I don't think it's stagnation. Like I don't think that he has just been the same exact player since day one that he stepped foot in the NFL. There has been progression. Right. My problem is, is that with where this roster is right now, I'm not so sure that when you finally are able to turn over this roster and get it to the point of contention, that its winning window will match up with the same winning window of Justin Fields because Justin Fields is about to go into year four. Sooner than later, you are going to have to give him a big contract. It's going to happen because although I'm not sure that he's worthy of being a 40 plus, I mean, literally spot track just came out with a thing, Joe. I don't know if you saw this on Twitter, but their projections and they're pretty spot on. Usually was about $47 million a year for Justin Fields on average. And that's right now. I think it would be crippling to the organization and not because Justin isn't good or not because Justin Fields can't be a good player, but because if you're putting that much investment into him, which is going to happen soon, entering his fourth year, I mean, literally, this is going to be a conversation over the next couple months as far as if he is your guy, you're going to have to start to pay him pretty soon here. When you give him that type of money, that means that there's going to be less ability to allocate support into other areas, allocate money into several areas. For the, the problem is with giving these big these quarterbacks big money is that they better be elevators at that point because you're not going to be able to put as much around them as you would with a quarterback that is on a rookie contract. So I personally believe that this is an opportunity to change the quarterback landscape for the Chicago Bears. I would move on from Justin. I would get as much as I could from him right this second, and I would go to Caleb Williams. I would go to resetting that quarterback window because I just don't think Mm. the Chicago Bears are ready to be that team in the near future with Justin Fields. I believe there are maybe a couple other organizations that if Justin Fields went to right now, I believe that the windows would match up a lot more clear and it'd be a lot better transition to potentially being a contending team. But where the Chicago Bears are right now, I just don't think those windows match up. So I think right now, the what you're going to be able to get from Justin Fields in a trading opportunity with him not having that big deal on his on his docket yet, with having flashes of some really good stuff over the last two years, I feel like you can get as much back from your investment now and be able to reset that quarterback window and finally be able to rebuild this roster that does need a lot in order to be that winning team long-term. Bet Online remains your top spot for all of your live betting action and contests. NFL, college football, UFC, NHL are all in full swing. BetOnline is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions with both desktop and mobile access at any time. Head to BetOnline today and use promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, for 50% off your first deposit. That is a 50% welcome bonus. BetOnline, where the game starts. I come down on the middle of where both of you guys are in this. Um, I agree with you, Matt, that Justin Fields showed us a lot of huge positives this past year. Like that, that's something that I feel like gets glazed over a lot when we have this discussion is that so many people are so quick to say, not even give him credit for improving. N- nobody wants to give him credit for looking competent. But the problem at the end of the day is I think a lot of what's going to motivate this decision is what what Ryan just said. And I think that if they really like Caleb Williams, that's what's going to lead to the motivation on if they keep Justin Fields or if they trade him. I think there's also, I, I would much prefer what you said, Matt. 
I would much prefer that they trade out of the pick and there's a, sh- a ton more value in accruing multiple first rounders and having this ability to just continually to bolster the roster. But there is a really good point here by, by Ryan that say Justin Fields, you know, with these picks, you, you make the roster even more promising. They just barely missed the playoffs this upcoming year. They look really good. They're going to have to pay him so much money that they're not like the Bengals. They're not like the Chiefs where yeah. it feels justified in saying, let's put all this money towards the quarterback and we already had some exposure to the Super Bowl and we'll figure out ways to make things work. It's let's put all this money to Justin Fields, but we still haven't gotten to the playoffs. That's where I think it well, gets really, that, really sticky. That's also where I feel like do they do the Bears maybe let's say they do stick with Justin Fields, mm-hmm. right? Let's say they do want to keep playing this game with his growth at the at the position. Does he become the next yep. Kirk Cousins at the position where he starts to get franchise tagged to buy them time to Good figure point. out what they want to do? You know, is that their plan? Sure. That would be something that I would be considering for Justin Fields too. You know, franchise tag at the position of quarterback isn't the worst franchise tag in the NFL. So um, I I would be thinking about that proposal to buy time for the overall perspective of how I'm going to really structure my team for the long run. Because think about it from the coaching coaching staff's perspective here too. Caleb Williams, let's say he struggles the first two years. Most likely you're out. So this is where like the whole regime really needs to double down and really believe in whether it's what we got right now or what we got coming in the door next because either one, you're only going to have about another year or two for you really to hold on to the opportunity of the title that you have currently. So It's going to get really hairy because I was just going to say it's going to get really hairy because I agree with that mindset. Matt, like if they were able to do that, where they're able to kind of string it along a little bit, still compensate him, obviously, but still keep it open to, hey, if things don't work out long term, we can still transition here. Like we can make this kind of work if it isn't the right guy long term. Right. But then you get into that little like weird spot of, but what if Justin Fields is not quite good enough, but also too good that you never have the opportunity to pick number one overall or get your potential quarterback in the draft that you really want either. That's like why that middle ground is so fascinating because yeah. like, you can get stuck. There. It, it's quarterback purgatory is kind of mm. what I call it, right? Where it's like you're you're good, but you're not quite good enough, right? Like do you need to maybe take a ne- next step forward or turn the page to make it, make it to that next level? But then you're stuck with do I have now the the, – the, does, does I have everything in place that I'm able to now make that transition because I put myself in kind of that weird middle ground of not being good enough, but not being bad enough either to be the picking that high. So it's very, right. very yeah. fascinating. It's one of the more bizarre NFL draft scenarios that we've ever really seen because they did finish the season really strong, but then they hold the number one overall pick, which almost never happens when there's a trade that occurs. So like it, it is just unbelievably nuts that they go back to back years of having this first overall pick and, there's just going to be so many factors that I really don't think that there's necessarily a wrong answer to fixing this. They're at the end of the day in a position to hold the right cards to make an effective decision. Right. They're not going to kill themselves either way. And if he goes on to be successful, Justin Fields goes on to be successful elsewhere. That's not a negative for the Chicago Bears. Now, talking right. about this ninth overall pick, because we understand as much as we have thoughts on the situation, it feels like it's trending towards the Bears taking Caleb Williams. What other position of need 
do they need to address in the first couple of rounds and in free agency? We'll talk about some fits in a quick second, but if we were able to push out some of those needs, we can go over the entire roster because there's a lot of stuff that needs to get figured out. But for me, the ones that stand out, guys, uh, I really think that receiver, they need to add some weapons. They need to find themselves a more, you know, an additional running back into that room. And then I would go as far as to say any safety linebacker help would be uh, actually maybe not so much linebacker, but like defensive tackle help no. would be good for their their front seven. Yeah, I, I don't know if you agree with this, Matt, but like to add on to what Joe said, like first and foremost, I think a ninth overall pick is actually the more fascinating one because I actually think that's a decent trade back opportunity because there's going to be a couple runs that start in the top 10 where you're like, a team might be willing to give up a little bit of capital to be able to make sure they get that ninth overall selection right, be- right before the top 10 ends. But that's another conversation for probably a different day or maybe a little bit later in this podcast. But I would add on here, Joe, I think that Left tackle is certainly on the table, in my opinion. I know that they drafted Braxton Jones a couple years ago, and he's been okay, but you can always upgrade that position. Left tackle is such an important spot that I would not count that one out. Secondary pass catcher outside of out of DJ Moore, I think, is huge for them. They really had DJ Moore, Cole Komet in the passing game last year, and a whole lot of nothing otherwise. So some secondary pass catchers, I think, is big. You mentioned safety. Eddie Jackson hasn't been good over the last couple of years, and then now he's they're out moving on this offseason yeah. as well. Yeah. And then cornerback, because there's a lot of uncertainty of the future long-term of Jalen Johnson, who's a really good corner, but obviously you need to be able to make sure that you have enough players in that room to be sustained. And then my last spot, and this is crazy because the Bears need a lot. Like, they need a lot. This is not a quick <laughs> fix for the Bears, man. They, they, put, they put a lot of capital and money into Montez Sweat, but I would also argue that they need a second pass rusher as well, opposite Montez Sweat. So Agreed. there's a Agreed. lot of needs we can go through here, man. There's a whole lot. Yeah, there definitely is. This is where I, I kind of uh, find it interesting, too, for just the free agency aspect for the for the Bears, because there are a lot of good free agents out there that you can spend really good money on that I think will change the way that your team is viewed immediately. You know, someone that I think, too, just and sorry to get away from the draft for one second, but just no, like you're good. One position, right, that I think that the Bears can immediately upgrade at, right, and add depth and be able to play really good zone and man coverage with having a dog on the outside. Hey, go out there and get Legereus Need. I think Legereus Need has proven that he is absolutely one of the best corners in the NFL. He is tall. He is long. He is physical. He can win at the line of scrimmage versus tall and physical receivers. He does a great job of overpowering smaller size receivers and has shown that he can play outside and in slot areas too versus guys like Brandon Ayuk in the Super Bowl. So he would be an absolute like double star next to his name free agent that I would be interested in because if you get him out there on the outside you could be way more flexible with how you play your secondary and the multiple coverage that you can add with someone like him at your disposal especially in that low and high red zone area where he only gave up I want to say three total touchdowns the entire NFL season and the three that he gave up came in the playoffs versus the best opponents that they've seen the entire year. To go back Matt, to that nine spot. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was going to ask you a question, but finish your point before we before I ask. To you go question. back to that nine spot, this is where I say just tr- keep your faith in Justin Fields. Get out of the one spot. Trade it out there. Get more trade value. And at number nine, I'm drafting Brock Bowers, the tight end, and putting him 
with with Justin Fields in that offensive group. I'm adding versatility as a guy that can do a little bit of everything, right? He's a great pass catcher. He's going to add to the passing game. And then I think there will be some more valuable athletes, receivers later on in the draft where you can add depth to that position too. So you you brought up uh, drafting Legereus Sneed and Matt, just from like, uh, there's so many team needs as we, we keep saying here. Which of the team needs, just from like, if you're looking at it, would you try to address in free agency compared to the draft? I think Ryan is exactly correct with just, can you add another guy on the edge, right, for the Chicago's Bear team? You know, even to go back to the Kansas City Chiefs, if you can lure Chris Jones away from the Chiefs, right, to, to Chicago, because every year you're seeing Jordan Love twice, you're seeing Jared Goff and that offense twice, right? We don't know what the Minnesota Vikings are to do with Kirk Cousins, but we know that, you know, Coach O'Connell knows what he's doing as far as the offensive side. So I feel like you need guys on the front line to make sure that you can get after the passer and also just win the physical aspect of the game at the line of scrimmage and stopping the run at times as well. Yeah, and to that benefit, too, the Bears are in a good position where they could go spend some money on a defensive tackle, another edge rusher, and then later on in this draft, there's so many good defensive tackles, like Michael Hall, Dwayne Carter. Yeah. Uh, there's so many good options later on in this draft that even like a Keith Randolph somewhere on day three that they could yes. just get some bigger bodies. I think that that's a really, really strong approach. Even a uh, Daniil Hunter from Minnesota. I mean, what about yeah. adding him to the opposite side of sweat there? that That's a good tandem, a veteran tandem that would be really a, a dangerous force to play against. They have $66.9 million in cap space, so there's certainly money that can be spent. You like the idea of getting Brock Bowers and having this, this dual tight end weapon system of him and Komet. And I also uh, did another show the other day with Will McFadden, and he had this same pick in his mock draft. I brought up the possibility of drafting Bowers also doesn't put you in a difficult spot to have to re-sign Komet to a massive deal. When in reality, most of these big tight end contracts, these second contracts, they very rarely pan out. I think of like Darren Waller is like the first one that comes to mind where got paid all that money and hasn't really done anything since. Austin Hooper is another one that comes to mind that do you really want to spend the money when you can draft somebody and have somebody young for a few years and have them within your, your team for five? Ryan, your thoughts though at that nine spot, what do you like as a good draftable player uh, if it's not Brock Bowers. I mean, I want a pass catcher for sure. I mean, that's kind of my ideal scenario, especially whether you stay with Justin Fields or you reset the quarterback clock and you do a Caleb Williams in this early in this first round, you still need to get pass, pass catchers to be able to help give them the, the support that they need to develop into really good quarterbacks on the NFL level. So I would be throwing out guys like Roma Dunze from Washington, who's kind of that really you know tall, vertically oriented outside receiver. If you want to take a shot on a guy like a Keon Coleman out of Florida State, who's a big body pass catcher who needs more nuance to his game, but is absolute freak show from a height, weight, speed conversation, you need to get a pass catcher. And I think that you also need to get size is the other thing that I would say. So I would be completely open to a Brock Bowers because we can label him a tight end always want. All we want, right? He's a six-four pass catcher. At the end of the day, he's a guy that I can move around all over the place, and he brings size to, to that to that room where I don't have much. I mean, your big, your the only real great wide receiver on this team right now 
is DJ Moore, who is about six foot, 210 pounds. He's a smaller guy. He's going to play inside a ton. You need to find length and size to position. So if I'm, if I'm, whether, whether it's a young quarterback or Justin Fields, a younger quarterback, Justin Fields is still a young quarterback, whether it is a court, whatever quarterback you end up going with, I think big body athletic pass catcher to win outside the numbers would be big for this team. I forward. got one for you right now. Draft Brack okay. Bowers at nine, take him at nine. Go get yourself who over there in Tampa Bay there, Ryan. Get yourself Mike Evans. Mr. Mike Evans? Ooh, get yourself Mike, Mike Evans. Evans. God, that would be pretty nuts if they turned So now you that. got that size. You got that athleticism. You got the young Brock Bowers in that skill group. I mean, talk about now. That's that's a dangerous little crew right there on the offensive side of the football. And then get me a little Bucky Irving there late in the third or fourth Ooh. round. And I'm talking we got a skill group right for the future. <laughs> Matt, and that should be the GM of the Bears. I see. I, I, I actually. <laughs> <laughs> before we wrap here, I do really think that this is a really unique opportunity for a team like the Bears, where their offense is sucked. Like we, we got to just be completely honest. I'm sorry, Bears fans. Their offense has been terrible for the past five years. It feels like maybe even longer than that. Like even to when they had Brandon Marshall and Alshon Jeffrey. Like that's the last time I felt threatened by <laughs> the Bears offense. This is an opportunity to like what you just mentioned to go spend the money on a premier receiver to add him to the room. You could at that nine spot draft Brock Bowers. You can then come back around in the second round third. Actually, I don't think they have a second round pick, but the third round end up uh, with with a guy like Ricky Pearsall or uh, Jermaine Burton who who falls into your lap, who are, are good speedster to play that tertiary role within the offense. And then there's some really good running backs that are going to be spark plugs like Bucky Irving, or maybe you want to get that downhill barrel barrel type of a guy like Audric Estime. There are so many great options for a team like the Chicago Bears to completely revamp their offense, and they need to take advantage of the strengths in this year's draft to do this, so. This, this draft for them this year, to me, is can you do what the Detroit Lions did with this draft? You yes. got two ones, a three, I think three fours, Right. You yes, you can two fours. Make two fours. You can make some hay with changing the way that you view your team for the next three or four years if you hit on at least two or three of those picks as being immediate impact players for you, like the Detroit Lions. So, you know, pick high quality character guys that you know kind of want to be the monster of the midway type of players, right? Just football juggernauts that way that fit the mold of Chicago Bears. Mm defense and mentality and just playing ugly and winning ugly in that NFC North division. Any final thoughts, Ryan, before we close? Offensive tackle is another spot with pick nine that I would at least consider, depending yeah. on how the board falls. If there's an Olu Fashana that's staring at you in the face out of Penn State, Ooh. I would very much consider it because I think him, along with Darnell Wright as your bookends long-term would look a lot better in Chicago, potentially. Awesome. Love that pick. Love it, guys. We just fixed the Chicago Bears. They're a Super <laughs> Bowl-winning team now. <laughs> Add Joe DeLeon. Add Sims Complete QB. Uh, or Wait, what's the new – you changed your handle. What is your handle? I've been saying just, it wrong just for Just Sims weeks. Complete. It's cool. Okay. Yeah, don't worry. At Sims Complete and then just at Rise Just start writing Sims Complete. You'll figure it out. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> right. It, it'll come up. Uh, make sure you also subscribe, folks. And then drop a comment below if you agree with some of the guys that we threw out there. Maybe we missed a name you want to hear more about. Drop that comment below. Subscribe. We'll be back. Enjoy the rest of your week. Thank you for listening to Believe. 
You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.